just by talking about what the frick happened today. It's a big day. It's a really big day. We're dumping Trump, everybody. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this. I I do feel that a weight has been lifted off of me, which I wasn't anticipating. I wasn't anticipating feeling excited. Yeah. I was because I was just and I, I still am a little bit rolling my eyes at Biden, but like, I, I just am so relieved because it really was close and it really... It was shockingly close, which is so disappointing, of course, to know. Yeah. It's That's... disappointing and it's scary. To... It's disappointing. It's scary. It's sad. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad but I'm feeling happy for I don't know if I should get this deep into it. I'm feeling happy for like the women and the people of color that are feeling so like validated and so seen today over the historical vice presidential uh, winner. But like a part of me is still like, how much reading have you done about this? Like how many of your views actually align with hers? Are people going to keep paying attention Right. We okay. To oh, politics. you mean like in holding them accountable? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's that's... just so excited. I know. And I have I have a few reservations. I know. That's kind of what I'm a little bit worried about too. And it's something that I was like worried about to begin with mm-hmm. with um all the democratic candidates. Yeah, I I don't know. I I hope that like I hope that people aren't just relieved about Trump being out of office and they're able to like acknowledge Cory Bush um and like all of these other wins that we got this year that yeah. have nothing to do with like who the president is. Yeah. Um, we Corey. did get a lot of wins this year. Um that's like that's a concern I have about Amy Coney Barrett. Like that felt like a, obviously a big step in the wrong direction. That felt a little bit like we took one step forward, two steps back in terms of the wins that we have had this year. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of wins today just besides a Democratic president. And um, there's been a lot of push on social media about the runoff. And so it's good to see that pe- people aren't necessarily relaxing yet. Yeah. It's and not I, time to relax. And the people are focusing more on local politics. Yeah. Which is going to be the real kicker. Yeah. Um. Also, there's just, like, regardless of whether or not we can celebrate, like, it just is a nice energy. Like, I went for a walk today. Yeah, how was that? It was great. Like, I didn't go to a really populated area. I know that on Clark Street, they were having, I don't know, some basically like a party. Oh, um, masks? I didn't see anyone not wearing a mask okay. Um, on social media, uh, but... Yeah, that's that's the one thing that kind of is unsettling about all of the celebrating going on is like Chicago's cases have just <laughs> there's been no positive 
COVID news, like, this month at all. But hope, I don't know. It's going to be a really long road to December, January. (laughs) I wasn't sure what you were referring to. I was referring to Christmas. Um, (laughs) I meant January. Uh, Because, I mean, regardless of whether or not he can even do anything with this alleged Supreme Court case, it's going to be fucking annoying to listen to yeah people are either going to be angry and fired up or they're just going to be annoyed because it's such a drag yeah for like the rest of the year (laughs) today is the last good day for the rest of the year (laughs) enjoy it yeah so maybe we should just enjoy it and not think about the future but like fuck what's he gonna try to do is What's he, he gonna of his sleeve? I'm just that thinking rascal. about when Andrew Jackson was leaving office. <laughs> as we often think about. As <laughs> I think about this all the time. When he was leaving office, he like left a big mound of cheese yeah. for the next guy. What What's guy? Trump gonna do? Oh boy. Rotten meat? <laughs> He's got a one-up AJ. Yeah. Oh god, who's worse? Who do you think is worse? Well, I like to think. That Trump is worse because, how do I put this? There are, there are woke people now. I feel yes. like, obviously they were abolitionists and people who cared about indigenous people's rights in, during Jackson's presidency, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe he wasn't less evil than Trump, but it just seems like in the 19th century, right? Is that what we're talking about? The 1800s? Yes. Wait, yeah. When was... Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) Um, Anyway. We don't know shit about dick. (laughs) Wait, how does the song go? It's the early 19th century. Yeah, it's the early 19th century. Um, Edit that part out. (laughs) Uh, In the 19th century, it just feels like shit was a lot more backwards. So to have a backwards-ass president doesn't seem as shocking as having a backwards-ass president now. He wasn't out of place. Yeah, yeah. Trump is out of place. I'd like to think so. Also, like, God, I don't know. They're both pretty bad. They're both really bad. Let's do a Why don't, debate. Yeah, we'll do a, a traditional poll. debate. <laughs> One of us has to defend Trump. Oh God, <laughs> how are we, how do we do a poll? I don't know. On one of our personal on Twitters. <laughs> Choose your guy. No one would ever. Email us. <laughs> I feel like no one would ever click Trump, like, just because you can't. Even if they know about Andrew Jackson, I feel like I just wouldn't want to select Trump. I wouldn't want to put my vote like, yeah, Trump is better. Oh, oh, I think we should say who's worse. Just because I think that does something different to your brain when you click on it. Yeah. But I don't know. Who would win in a fight? Definitely Andrew Jackson. Oh, he was... Do you know about how many? Oh, I know. He I know. Fought? I said it, and then I, I Trump said it losing a fight against a it. freaking burger. <laughs> uh, does the ham sandwich have mayo? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is that from? It's from Fasting Contest. Jake yes, Lemire yes, starring yes, Ben yes. Schwartz. Look it up on YouTube. <laughs> we just watched it, and I forgot what it is from what a privilege (laughs) 
We watched that because... What a privilege to forget. <laughs> no, that we can watch that on oh. YouTube. <laughs> I think about it all the time. <laughs> it must be so nice for you to not, <laughs> to not be thinking about it, waking and sleeping. Um, and we watched it just because the new cat food that we got includes soul. <laughs> They mentioned soul in that video. We'll post something about it. Yeah. A link? I don't know. We have a website. Oh, yeah. I forgot we have a website. What if our whole website is that Jake and Amir video? <laughs> we get a cease and desist. <laughs> we'll never be able to join a headgum network now. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. Do you have anything else to talk about before we get into our research our diligent research our homework nope i've got nothing else yeah well okay to follow up on last week we talked about janet lee mm-hmm. um and i i read on wikipedia to figure out if anything happened with hitchcock being weird and i mean the answer was yes but she didn't really have a problem with it okay she was he, classy she <laughs> she didn't rake him she the knew polls. her place i oh, guess that's not what i meant um, <laughs> Um, she said that Hitchcock used to put mummified Mrs. Bates props, like, the- you've seen Psycho, right? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. But I can visualize it. Well, okay, you know that Norman Bates- Yeah. Lives with his dead mom. Yeah. Who's now a mummy. Uh, he used to put props of her in Janet Lee's dressing room. Uh, just to hear her scream. That's what Wikipedia said. Or the article (laughs) that I read uh, was to hear her scream. And she was a good sport about it and wasn't sure if it was meant to be a joke or keep her in suspense or just to figure out which prop was the scariest. Um, She also (laughs) was scared to take showers after filming that scene. So, I mean, that wasn't really something that he did to her, but it was an effect. That's a good bit of trivia. um, She would either opt for baths or she would lock all the doors. Someone can murder you in a bath, too. Yeah, Janet. (laughs) I mean, what you got? I'm looking at pictures of how beautiful she is. (laughs) I know, she really is lovely. Okay, so um, my dumbass last time was like... Why they say May Day? Does anyone say that anymore? The answer is yes. <laughs> and I wanted to know where that came from and how long it's been a thing. And I discovered that it was introduced for cross-channel flights, uh, meaning the English Channel, in February of 1923. So the previous distress call was SOS in Morse code, but they decided that S was too easy to misunderstand over like a phone or a radio. Mm. Um, so they were like, we can't say SOS. So they... They chose at the Croydon Airport in England. Uh, I don't know why they chose our guy Frederick Stanley Mockford, but they said, <laughs> Stan, you got to find something else besides SOS that we can say. And my guy said, well, most of our flights right now are to and from Paris, England in the 20s, I guess. That's what they were uh-huh. up to. So he took the French for come help me or come and help me and I didn't want to pronounce it so I recorded it from Google. Oh my god. So it's like mayday. So he was like 
all right, the French got to be able to understand this. <laughs> so Mayday is from the wow. French. Wow. Um, and so that was 1923. They used it for a few years. And then the International Radio Telegraph Convention of Washington in 1927. Can you believe we missed out on that? Oh, damn at, it. <laughs> at that convention, it was officially adopted as the International Radio Telegraph Distress Call. Wow. So that goes to show that. Anna. Um, here's another question that I just personally couldn't rest before I knew. We had a lot of confusion about who was on what show and what J.J. Abrams did Uh last time. Yes, the Jennifers. So to clarify, Jennifer Garner is the star of Alias, which was on 2001 to 2006. So you got like a 30-year-old Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Love Hewitt is the star of Ghost Whisperer. That was on 2005 to 2010. But then I said, wait, my mom used to watch a show about someone who spoke to ghosts, I thought. And that show was Medium with Patricia Arquette. So those are three different things. Okay, and then where does Long Island Medium fall into it? (laughs) That's a reality show, not a scripted show. Uh, um, Okay, I guess it's, it's on to you then. I guess so. Wait, okay, first I want to comment that Jennifer Garner and Jennifer Love Hewitt do kind of look alike, right? Yeah, not not too terribly different. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Tabula rasa. <laughs> you were right. Uh, it means that everyone is born with a blank slate. Yeah, I'm shocked that I pulled it out of my ass at the last second. I know. You said it, like, as though, like, oh, of course. It just and I was like came oh, to my head. Okay. <laughs> Um, so, season one, episode three, directed by Jack Bender, he directed 38 episodes of Lost, including the finale, which, uh, he was nominated for Outstanding Director in a Drama Series for three of them, um, including the finale. And he's a very famous guy, very famous TV and film director. He directed two episodes of Game of Thrones. Hmm. Blood of My Blood and The Door, which, uh, Blood People of My love Blood. love that episode. The do- yeah, The Door is obviously Hodor Hold the Door, but Blood of My Blood is the episode where Gilly meets Sam's family. <laughs> Fucking love it. Um, four episodes of The Sopranos and just a lot of other stuff. Also, Alias and Felicity. I found that information on Wikipedia and IMDb. That was kind of a brag, but it was also just me stating my sources. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to be like, I found that. Well. And what did you find? <laughs> Top that. Uh, is it me next talking about history and pop culture? Yep. Okay. So. That's my cheat sheet. That's right. our order of events. Um, honestly, there wasn't a whole lot in terms of quantity of events that happened uh-huh. that week. Um, there was not even uh, the website that I use is called onthisday.com. Love it. And I just scroll through whatever days of the week. There wasn't even um, an entry. A, an entry for this day. Quiet day. A quiet day. But two days later, on October 6th, uh, Kenyan activist Wangari Mathai becomes the first African woman to receive a Nobel Peace Prize. Mm, 2004. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Right. Um, in 1977, with the help of the National Council of Women in Kenya, she founded the Green Belt Movement. <clears throat> this was done in response to Kenyan women reporting that their streams were drying up and their food supplies were dwindling on account of deforestation and climate change. The Green Belt Movement was able to pay them to plant and grow trees, so it provided jobs to women mm. while also fixing the problem that was keeping them from being able to feed their families, um, and also fighting deforestation and climate right. change. So soon so after- she developed that program, yes. is what you're saying? Awesome. Yes. Um, yeah, she's incredible. Um, so soon after that, they began giving seminars, which according to their website, were meant to encourage individuals to examine why they lacked agency to change their political, economic, and environmental circumstances. Then, as a result, participants began to understand that for years they had been placing their trust in leaders who had just betrayed them. So, as a result, they became far more political. The mission statement on their website reads, We strive for better environmental management, community empowerment, and livelihood improvement using tree planting as an entry point. So, since 1977, GBM has planted over 51 million trees, and over 30,000 women have been trained in beekeeping, food processing, and other trades. Mm. Mathai died on September 25th, 2011 from complications of ovarian cancer, but a documentary titled Taking Root, The Vision of Wangari Mathai was made in 2008, and it's free on Vimeo. Killing it. I, I really Vimeo. wanted to read it. What? Watch it. <laughs> I w- what do you do with that? A documentary, so it means Can it's I on it? pages, and I read it with my eyes. <laughs> but yeah, it's free on Vimeo, and I want to watch it. Um, I got all of that information from onthisday.com, of course, Wikipedia, Sick. of course, and also the greenbeltmovement.org. Oh, it's still me. Okay, do you have any guesses of what the song could be? No. <laughs> oh, it's our girl! <laughs> Who saw that one coming? Three weeks in a row. No competition for Sierra. I love that when we came up with that segment, it didn't occur to us that <laughs> someone could have the top song for weeks at a time. I think it's funny. I love <laughs> it. It's the same. And then the day that it finally switches, it's going to be it's like... It's going to be huge. I enjoyed seeing her cropped crop top <laughs> on Instagram. It was... It's a shocking ensemble, but I congratulate her for it. Yeah. Did you know that she had a baby recently? No. Like, during quarantine, she had a baby. Good for her. <laughs> there's a a beautiful video of her that i guess maybe her husband posted i don't know but it's her like she has just given birth she's laying on the hospital table table bed and she's singing to the baby she sounds great and she has just gone through labor i don't know yeah she's really incredible um the number one movie are you ready for yeah. this little? <laughs> when a son of a mob boss is accidentally killed, his would-be victim and his vegetarian brother decide. <laughs> Why are you laughing? What's funny about that? He was killed. 
his would-be victim and his vegetarian brother decide to use the incident to their own advantage. 2004. Why why is the vegetarian important to the plot? That is that a big hint? I've never heard of this. Who's in it? Well, you've got Will Smith. You've got Jack Black. You've got Renee Zellweger. Whoa. Angelina Jolie. Again, she's having a huge October. What month are we Angelina? Martin Scorsese (laughs) and Robert De Niro. I haven't the slightest idea what this is. Katie Couric makes an appearance. Here's another hint. It was originally titled Shark Slayer, but it sounded too violent. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) What is that called? Is it Shark Tale? Yes! Shark Tale! Featuring, um, oh god, what is it? Rose Royce's Car Wash? Yeah. Oh my god. Huge. That was a banger for people our age that year. (laughs) I have, like, a vivid memory of going to a birthday party at a bowling alley. And they played that song, and oh boy, we just flipped the fuck out. That's a good movie. (laughs) Um, Well, okay, Roger Ebert didn't think so. He gave it two out of four stars. It has 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that a lot or a little? I don't really go... I think Rotten Tomatoes... That confuses me too, but I think Rotten Tomatoes follows the normal, like, it's, it's scored 36 out of 100. Well, no, no, I don't. I but think, like, oh, the but the but, but <laughs> um, is it like how how well do things do on Rotten Tomatoes? Because like, I think some things are certified one hundred percent fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Google if anyone's one hundred percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. One hundred percent tomato meter score on Ooh. Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe I should pick and choose some for last time because. It's a long... There's a bunch of movies with 100%. Really? Yeah. There's probably 25 or 30. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, This movie, which I did not know before, received a lot of controversy. <laughs> Tell me more. Well, okay. <laughs> um, Because it's about mob bosses... I don't even remember even that, Even though they're sharks. I mean, they're sharks. Th- oh, I should preface everything by saying they're sharks and they're yeah. fish, but they apparently, uh, they drew controversy for negatively portraying Italian-Americans. <laughs> Do they have accents? The shark have Italian accents? Yeah, well, it's Robert De Niro. And it's supposed to be He's like- famously racist. <laughs> playoff of like godfather and yeah mob movies um but i found an article um titled animated film draws protest from italian american group uh from the associated press anthony bresnikin um this came out before the movie even premiered this came out in april so it came out in october the article was in april um, there was one particular Italian-American group <laughs> called the Italic Institute of America, founded by John Mancini in 1987. Okay. 
this article starts out, John Mancini has beef with some cartoon fish. Oh. We're concerned about what preteens are learning from the outside world, said Mancini, 56, a Long Island real estate manager. They don't associate other groups as criminals. They only know Italians as gangsters. Really? Really? Yeah, that's We don't see any... You can't think of another demographic that gets associated with criminals. It's just, oh, okay, it's just Italian-Americans. Got it. Wild. We want character names identified as Italians dropped. The mannerisms, the forms of speech should be dropped, he said. If they choose to make them Jewish or Rastafarians, we don't like that either. But our bag is Italians. <laughs> so in response... Wait! <laughs> Wait, what, what questions can you possibly have about that? Those are the two alternates. He's like, don't come after the Italian then You gang. can make them Jewish, you can make them Rastafarians. But the second and third choice of but oh mob boy, movies oh boy. would be the Jewish mob or the Rastafarian mob. Uh, Leave the Italians alone. Go for some of the other guys. <laughs> so in response, DreamWorks said, okay, and they changed one of the characters' names from Don Brizza to Don Feinberg. <laughs> they took his exact advice. They said, okay. <laughs> but just for one character. <laughs> Where's Don Rasta? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, at the time of this article, the group was relatively small. It was about a 1,000 members across the country. And so I went to see if this guy is still active. <laughs> he has a blog, um, and he's very active. He posts a lot. It's very, like, super conservative, very pro-life. He was, like, really excited about Amy Coney Barrett. Um, Why wouldn't you be? Right? He has spoken not favorably about Trump, but, like, not negatively, you know? Like, he, he, one, one thing that he did say about Trump is that he was happy that he wanted to preserve statues of Christopher Columbus because okay. he was Italian. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't denounce white privilege, but says that Italians don't have it. Okay. Uh, the sources that I have from the Shark Tale segment are the aforementioned article, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Wikipedia. This guy needs to take it up with Francis Ford Coppola and Mario Puzo. Oh, I know. If he thinks that, like, if he thinks that Shark Tale is the one that really cemented <laughs> Italian mob movies. Well, to be fair, Shark Tale is not the only piece of media that he's... A, he's <laughs> But he said his last post about Shark Tale was oh God, yesterday. There was, some, there was some statistic that apparently they had. Hold on, I have it. Oh yeah, okay. The Italic Institute has made Shark Tale the latest in a long battle over Italian American representations at the movies. The group says there have been at least a thousand two hundred and thirty three films <laughs> related to Italians since nineteen twenty eight. That's an exact number. They watched yeah. all those movies and they took notes. And about 31% show the culture in a positive light, while Damn. 69% are negative. 
I wonder what they constitute negative. I think it's I think it's criminals. I think that they just like you think that sixty nine percent of movies with an Italian character it's a criminal. That's a shocking. Statistic. I don't know because think about how many mob movies there are. But also, I mean, you could say that like any of these characters are also seen in a positive light. Like, what is positive? What is negative? This guy probably sees anyone who is a criminal as a negative light. Yeah, there are so many, like, mafia movies and mob movies are famous for glamorizing it. Right. Peaky Blinders is all cool guy moves. Yeah. That's the subtitle for that show. Cool guy porn. They're just so cool all the time. They're so cool. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it feels good to laugh again. <laughs> We haven't laughed since 2016. (laughs) One thing that I realized is that I graduated from college at like the same time that Trump took office. (laughs) What's your life going to become now? You don't even know know a world without him. Right? Anyway, what happened in this episode of Lost? Okay, well, the last thing I have to say before the recap is... um, I was listening to an episode of Office Ladies recently recommend that show. I think it's I think it's on Earwolf. They somehow started talking about Lost and one of them said, "Well, are you team Jack or team Sawyer?" So that really that really put it in perspective for me that people who have seen this show are really rooting for is it like an Edward and Jacob situation? Are we attracted to Well, one of them is them? a werewolf, one of them is oh, a vampire. Oh my god, I knew it. <laughs> So that was just interesting. Anyway, here's the recap. (laughs) Previously on Lost. Did you know that's Lloyd Braun? They got Lloyd Braun. No, they didn't get Braun. After he was fired, he was still in with this gang after he got fired by Disney. Stop! He said previously on Lost. I mean, you can't do it without Lloyd. (laughs) You gotta wow. throw that guy Lloyd a bone. That makes me so happy. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> oh my, we gotta, yeah, making a note to figure <laughs> out. to add him to our Instagram. Where in the world is Lloyd Braun? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We open on our crew of castaways sorting through dead people's belongings. We see Dr. Jack still tending the marshal that went through surgery. Jack initially doesn't believe the marshal's fevered rantings, but then he whips out a printed copy of her mugshot that he has for some reason. Is that normal? Is this the reason? That was what I put down. I said, is this normal? (laughs) Is it in case you're ever in a situation where you have to prove that somebody was in your custody? You just have to keep that on you. He tries to warn Jack, and this is what he says. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, but is he or is he not in love with her? I can't figure out what's happened between them. Like, every time we see them interact in this episode, it's clearly so personal. And I don't know what has transpired yeah. to make it that way. I Okay, I said love, but I don't know if it's love. Like, he is clearly attracted to her. Yeah. And it goes beyond, it's beyond work. <laughs> and he's mad about it. He's, like, mad that he's attracted to her. Yeah, it comes up multiple times. He was, oh my god, what did he say? He was like, 
she's done it to you too. Yeah, she's that's got in my too. recap. Like, okay, never. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, side note about the Marshall. I keep thinking that he's the same actor that plays Lee Garner Jr. in Mad Men. Oh, he does and he's, look like him. He's not, but he looks just like him. And I, I've Googled it multiple times. I keep thinking that it's going to change somehow. <laughs> you just can't be sure if he tried to trick you. I won't be satisfied. So we cut to the people on that hike, which were the people that heard the 16-year-old radio transmission. They decide to make camp for the night. Sawyer describes them as stuck in the middle of damn nowhere, which I appreciate it. In the scene, Sawyer refers to Saeed as Abdul. Oh, and Kate as Freckles. <laughs> Oh my god, and then he calls him something else, too. Yeah. Oh okay. god, okay. This group agrees not to tell the others about the French distress call. The sexy French distress call. Back on the beach. <laughs> it's a song in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend called Sexy French Depression. Oh. Um, back on the beach, Hurley is bopping around Dr. Jack, as he is wont to do. Here's what Hurley had to say about the Marshall. <laughs> oh my god. It looks kind of... He looks kind of dying. That's what he had to contribute to this. observation. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Hurley. Hurley then finds the Kate mugshot that Jack fully left lying around. <laughs> Hurley's opinion on this is, she looks pretty hardcore <laughs> in the mugshot. Just cause, why? Because she's not smiling. <laughs> she looks exactly the same. <laughs> We're back to our campfire gang. Sawyer then refers to Saeed, this time as Al Jazeera. And Charlie, I believe, points out that that's an organization, which I thought was funny, as if Sawyer thought that that was a man. <laughs> Meet my friend, Alan Jazeera. <laughs> Sawyer knows that's not a person. The group agrees that Kate should be the one to hang on to the firearm. Why? Because... She just seems the most trustworthy and least volatile, I think. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, I think Saeed is the most trustworthy, but... No, number one, not everybody trusts Saeed. Yeah. I guess like that's Like, if a, that's Sawyer would be upset. If, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. the only one we could all agree on. I was just curious because she made everyone believe in the last episode that she didn't know how to use a gun. Are you... Were you um, saying that they chose her to protect them or they chose her because she's the least threatening? Did they put it back together? Maybe they didn't put it back together. I mean, it ends Wait, up back oh, together but, at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know what they decided. I thought that it, because Boone, his name is, I don't, I'm struggling with like not saying the characters' names. Why don't you want to say it? Because I don't, I don't know if they've been introduced yet. Like, I don't even know if they've said Boone's name yet. They have. They have. I think they've said most of them. Okay. I'm just going to start saying their character names then. Okay. Unless it's like a real mystery of who this person is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Boone was trying to get the uh, the clip and the gun. You remember when he was like sneaking up on Saeed? Oh. He was trying to get it so that he could protect them while they were sleeping. Oh, yeah, because he from was the going monster. to watch. Right, and right, right. so I thought that in response to that, everyone was saying, oh, someone should be holding a gun that can protect us mm, okay yeah i interpreted interpolated that differently but um but i anyway, think both of our thoughts make sense is this our first fight <laughs> <laughs> anyway we flash back to kate being discovered in an australian farm she's using an alias i'm curious as to whether she was caught in a lie here 
she tells him that she flew into Melbourne and she's been walking. And the farmer looks shocked and he says, Melbourne is a thousand kilometers from here. And she just says, I like to walk. So I guess that's unresolved what she's been up to before we found her on this farm. Yeah. It was that a total lie that she was on. I believe it. She flew into Melbourne. She's in great shape. <laughs> she's so freaking hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> she accepts the farmer's offer to let her stay and help him out on the farm. He mentions how it's been hard to keep up with the work since his wife died. We cut to present day. The campfire pals are back on the beach and they're making an announcement that they haven't yet been able to make a call for help. They will collect electronics to boost the transmission. Saeed is organizing the troops. So who's going to collect the water, the electronics and food? Our gal Kate is not going to keep her new best friend in the dark. So she tells Jack what the sexy French distress call said. After that, she casually grills him about whether her marshal has woken up, whether he said anything like, she's playing it really cool, but she's asking so many questions. Well, and he knows. And Jack so tells her no. So he's just letting her lie. He's letting her dig herself deeper. Yeah. That's some... I don't know. That's some, like, toxic relationship shit. I just think he's so simple. <laughs> I okay. see him as being like, I don't know. I don't yeah, maybe he's this. just avoiding the conflict. But you think he's, like, using this as ammo later? He's gonna well, be like... I mean. He's he seems like every time she says something that's like about the marshal, he's like, well, (laughs) it's like clearly like, I don't know. Go on, go on. (laughs) We find out from Hurley that the marshal is still saying she's dangerous over and over. That's what Hurley says. Over Wait, really? Over. Yeah. He just keeps saying dangerous. She's dangerous. That's insane. Yeah, this guy's I missed a, that. a serious problem. We move to Jack in the plane wreckage with all the dead bodies. He discovers Sawyer in there looting, and this iconic moment happened. What's in the bag? Booze, smokes, a couple of playboy. What's in yours? Medicine. Well, about sums it up, don't it? That just about sums it up. Sums he, what up? He came here for booze and playboys. And Dr. Jack, the hero, is here to get medicine. He's making meta-commentary again, oh, the way that Charlie okay, does. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, back on the beach, Charlie confirms that pregnant Claire is not married, okay? Oh, He's yeah. He's gotta know. Does he want to know, like, if she's single? Or, like, does he want to know if it's salacious? Or does he want to, like, he was be like, Yeah, I guess he struck out with Shannon. <laughs> Next we see Kate introduce herself to Hurley, and my man plays it the opposite of cool. (laughs) As if he wasn't nervous enough around mugshot Kate, then he sees she's got the firearm. Oh, yeah. Hurley literally runs away. Okay, that (laughs) shot of him running away and and looking... (laughs) As if what? She's gonna chase him. (laughs) Also, I really wanted... Because he looks down and he sees that the gun is tucked into the back of her pants. Mm -hmm. I really wanted that moment of, like, him looking down and her turning around and thinking that he was looking at her ass. That would be funny. Missed opportunity, J.J. Abrams. Maybe they tried it and it didn't read. (laughs) Jack Bender. (laughs) He's American. (laughs) I just like that. We flashback to Kate trying to leave the Australian farm in the middle of the night. We learn she's been there three months, and he's apparently, the farmer's disappointed to see her go, he says. He convinces her to at least stay the night. He's very understanding. He says everyone deserves a fresh start. And with that, we very meaningfully cut to Kate hovering over the slow death marshal. Oh my god. Is that the really close 
Where she looks yeah. like she's going to kiss him. Yep. <laughs> uh, he suddenly wakes up and tries to choke her out, which is not part of his job description. It's not. It's so not. What's going on between them? Also, like, does he think that she crashed the plane? <laughs> like, why does She's he suddenly dangerous. need to kill her because the train, the train, the plane crashed? <laughs> I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why he needs to kill her, but he does. I mean, I guess he's delirious. But also, really, that's how you want to spend your last... Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe he there's no consequences for him. He's so close to death. Maybe he has to take out his rival. But what did she do? What did she do that was so bad? I exactly. don't remember. <laughs> Jack runs in. The marshal's seizing. He's got a fever of 104. And now it's storming outside. Kate suggests that it might be prudent to put slow death marshal out of his misery. Jack says, I saw your mugshot, Kate. I am not a murderer. But we don't know if she's a murderer either. Right. So that was a wild little tantrum he had. He really just... (laughs) He's so against euthanasia that he decides to just bring up that he knows she's a criminal and he's already known. We flash back now to Australian farmer presumably giving Kate a ride to a train station. And it's revealed that he saw her picture in the paper and he plans to turn her in for $23,000. Then we cut to Walt and Walt's dad, I don't know his name, talking about Locke. Walt calls him his friend. Um, side note, I'd like to know what the hell the dog has been doing for days in the jungle. Yeah. Has he just been watching people <laughs> getting up to mischief? <laughs> the dog is a negative entity and you can't change my mind. <laughs> Dad promises to go find the dog once it stops raining and it magically stops raining. That was a great moment. <laughs> Walt's dad is now looking around for sinister dog. Okay, he seemed really pissed about it. Well, he was he like, was like why did I say wait, that about... Sure. I, I said when it stopped raining, and then now I gotta commit you to that. You should be biting at the chance to to find your son's dog. Like, why is that not a top priority? He knows that the dog is alive. Yeah, and Jack told good. him that he looks good. Yeah, that's interesting. Why doesn't he want to go into the dog? Quit bitching. He hears those growling monster noises that we know and love. He runs until he comes upon the Korean wife, which I think Daniel Day Kim called her Sun or Soon. Yeah. So maybe that's her name. Her name is Sun. She's washing herself. She's topless. It's awkward. Back on the beach, Locke is fashioning a goddamn whistle because <laughs> what else would John Locke be doing? Shannon mentions to lifeguard, whose name is Boone, that she wishes Slow Death Marshall would just die already because he's doing this dreadful screaming and moaning and agony, which, like, Shannon really, she's not earning points. I mean, I get it, but also, like, keep that to yourself. Yeah, everyone on the beach is not saying that. Sawyer approaches Kate and applies that the remaining bullet should be used on the Marshall. During this conversation, he refers to Jack as the hero again. So he's not relenting with that. He also refers to jeans as denim. I, I wrote that down too. That was so weird. In what world? I've never heard. I have family in the South. I've never heard anyone say denims. Back in the slow death tent, the marshal will not rest until he gets personal vengeance on Kate. I wrote, I'm still unsure why this is so personal, but I assume we'll find out. Jack is pretty non-committal in this conversation, so the marshal says, she got to you too. Like, he just knows. What happened? But I want to know what the two is about. Like, so he's he's ascertaining is the two him is the two 
I don't remember. Yeah, I was assuming he meant him. He's ascertaining from Jack that he's, you know, attracted to her or that he's under her spell, which I would assume means that the marshal was too. So what went so wrong that he's got to kill her now? (laughs) We flash back to Kate being pursued by fully alive marshal in Australia. Kate and the farmer flip their car over off the road. She tries to save him. We cut back to the present where Marshall wants to know what favor Kate was about to ask for before the gnarly turbulence started and bodies started exiting the aircraft through the back. She reveals that she wanted to be sure that that Australian farmer got his 23 grand reward so he can pay his mortgage. Um, here's the next part. I thought, (laughs) no, it's not funny. It's just good. This was like the crux of the episode for me. In the tent. Later in the alone. What's she going to do? 120 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, but she's got that gun. What? She's strapped, man. I saw it in her... In her, in her, in her... Kate! Huge. Great scene. So it's revealed that Kate allowed Sawyer to shoot the marshal. Which the marshal presumably suggested, though we didn't explicitly see it. Sawyer has missed the marshal's heart and merely perforated his lung. Dr. Jack is PO'd, okay? He's a really do-no-harm I mean, type of guy. he really just spent so long. Yeah. And yeah. does Jack have to finish killing him now? How did Probably. he end up dead? <laughs> he Probably. ended up dead. Ah, <laughs> this sucks. The next day, Locke is blowing his new little whistle to summon Walt's sinister dog. Kate and Jack are having a conversation alone. Is this... I would like to know... (laughs) I'm so upset for some reason. Is this the reason the episode is called Tabula Rasa? Jack says, It doesn't matter who we were before this. Three days ago, we all died. We should be able to start over. Now, that isn't an example of Tabula Rasa, but... I guess they're born again. The Latin translation is blank slate. So, like, they're not talking about... Uh, epistemology so it's not like a John Lockean tabula rasa but I could see if they literally mean in regards to a fresh start a blank slate John Locke used the term a white page so like mm. yeah I guess that makes sense I guess I see what they're wait and for. by John Locke you you mean the, the real philosopher or the, okay <laughs> listen JJ because I was gonna say I missed that part of the episode <laughs> he looked at the camera and he said this is a white page for all of us to end the episode we have a song i love it's wash away by joe purdy this album came out in 2004 by the way wikipedia told me that joe purdy has released 14 albums in the last 15 years (laughs) my god whoa um but do you remember that song from 2004 no oh i love that song during this montage over the song boone gives shannon some ugly ass sunglasses she reacted as if he handed her a diamond necklace it was and his like, face was so satisfying that was like a commercial like that interaction was a commercial and i didn't get were those her sunglasses or was she just in need of some and now she gets to own a disease a, a deceased person's sunglasses i mean they had a paper clip in them did you see that oh, like no. there was a paper clip that was maybe holding them together so maybe they were her sunglasses, in which case she has terrible taste. <laughs> Those were crazy. Those look like Guy Fieri sunglasses. 
We see Saeed toss Sawyer an apple. We see Charlie change fate on his fingers to late. I didn't understand that. I guess because the help is late. Oh, <laughs> you're really on top of him. <laughs> we see a cute dog and boy reunion. Did you cry? No. <laughs> oh, me neither. <laughs> and then we end the episode. The sweet song has faded out. And we end on the longest arc shot of Luke. Luke. <laughs> you know, Luke. A block staring at the boy and dog reunion. June Luke. You know, it's a shot of a June Luke staring at the, the reunion. It is so sinister. It, it yeah. I, I was shocked by that. Why does the show keep doing this to him? Because he just did a really great thing. He just did a very, like, beautiful, genuine, yes. pure thing. But for I people think, that are basically strangers. Yeah, but I think they're calling back to... When the little boy is like, he's my friend. And the dad's like, um, don't spend so much time with people we don't know. Like, why don't you stick by me? I think that's what they were trying to, I think they were trying to raise our distrust in him again. Yeah. With I that mean, they, scary they staring. were, but like, oh my God. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> they nailed it. I think he just has like unintentional serial killer vibes. It doesn't matter what he's saying. He was... Look, he was really good at being the bad guy on that canceled show I oh, used to right, watch. right, right, right. So. He was the devil. But he was a charming bad guy. Like, he <clears throat> he owned that hotel or whatever the hell it was. And the whole thing was like, you, <clears throat> you're making a deal with the devil, so he owns you. But they never called him the devil. It was just insinuated the entire time. I mean, the name of it was 666 Park Avenue. <laughs> um but yeah, it was just like, he was just like a very charming, like, sinister guy. But you slowly would get the impression, you would learn about each person there and figure out that they had been in trouble. And then this Terry O'Quinn character got them out of it. So that was like the the deal they made with the devil. Oh. It was so good. Hmm. Um, there's no, there was nothing interesting about, I don't have any trivia. There's no trivia? Mm-mm. Well, damn. It was all boring. Um. Oh, okay. I knew this wasn't gonna happen, but when John Locke was whistling at the edge of the forest with the dog whistle, I really wanted like a whole pack of dogs to come out. <laughs> golden labs somehow. All golden labs. And what now they have it? to figure out. It's a test to see if Walt really loves his dog. If he can guess which one is him. What if there was a 16-year-old dog that, like, was a puppy? <laughs> and it was wearing a beret. <laughs> the dog is like, oh, no. <laughs> woof, woof. <laughs> woof, woof. They ate them. <laughs> Help. <laughs> mayday. <laughs> Vende mayday. <laughs> Flawless. Okay, the Tabula Rasa conversation, the conversation between Jack and Kate, where he's saying we should all be able to start over, that, I mean, I don't, part of me thinks that he was just saying that to apologize to her and be like, it's no big deal that you were a criminal. But Mm -hmm. then part of me thinks, like, maybe he's done shit that he doesn't want people to know about. Maybe. It seems so black and white i couldn't imagine him 
ever doing anything wrong, but right? we've learned a lot about Charlie. We've learned a lot about Kate. So, <laughs> well, uh, Locke was to Luke, <laughs> my Jean-Luc. guy, my guy Jean Luc was talking about how everyone has a secret or whatever. He did in the last episode when he was talking to Luke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All the characters are named Luke. That's how I keep it a part of my mind. I'm like, little boy Luke. Oh, man Luke. Country Luke. Dr. Luke. Is there any Luke on this show? No, I don't think so. so. I think it's just luck. That's so weird. Anyway, he's not Luke. Previously on Luke's. St- Luke! It's just them dubbing over. <laughs> it's the exact same show. But they just dub over someone being like, <laughs> My name's Luke. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so. <laughs> he has the conversation with Walt that we didn't get to see where he says, Whatever he said in episode two about, like, what does he say? Everyone he has says, a secret. Or... Do you want to know a secret? Listen. <laughs> um, and then that's what Walt tells his dad about. He's like, he's my friend and he told me a secret. And then the dad's like, but the secret, stay close to me. The secret was just that a miracle happened. And, like, yeah, if I if I were Michael, Walt's dad, in okay. that situation. It's not Luke. Are you it's sure? not Luke. Ah. Uh, Every time there's an unnamed man, I'm going to be like, and then a new Luke appears. This Luke. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading their names on my screen. (laughs) I just don't say it. Your computer just auto-corrects them all to Luke. (laughs) about um (laughs) a walt the secret whether lock is scary yeah i mean yes and no (laughs) short answer (laughs) because if i were michael i would feel like don't talk to that guy who is just trying to talk to the one child you know what if he did the orange smile thing to more people what if he like tried it on everyone Deleted scenes. Oh, boy. I still haven't decided who I want to vote off the island. Well, we've got to do... we got to do <laughs> deaths. we got to do R.I.P.s. I wrote it down this time. Yeah. R.I.P. Farmer's Wife. R.I.P. Oh, yeah. Marshall. R.I.P. The Plane Full of Dead Bodies that we can all go loot. Oh, my God. Wait. The dead bodies came up. They were your vote off from oh, two yeah. episodes ago. Yeah. And then you were right. It it is a problem. 
It's awkward. They've got to smell bad probably by now. Yeah. Um, and then R.I.P. They talked about Walt's mom again. Those are all the dead people. Yeah. Walt's mom, Luke. <laughs> R.I.P. Luke. R.I.P. Luke. I'm going to vote off Luke this week. Mrs. Luke. <laughs> Marshall Luke. <laughs> oh, all right. Should um, we vote off? Actually, let's talk about tabula rasa. Let's get okay. this out of the way. Tabula rasa means blank slate in Latin. It's a theory that individuals are born without built-in mental content, and therefore all knowledge comes from experience or perception. All of this is from Wikipedia. <clears throat> Brad. It basically opposes the theory of innateism, which holds that the mind is born with ideas and knowledge. It can be traced back to 350 BC, because Aristotle discussed the concept in his treatise on the soul. In the 11th century, you had Avicenna talking about it. 12th century, you had Eben Tophile. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> In the 13th century, Thomas Aquinas wrote on this concept. 15th century, uh, I think his name's John Fortescue. So it's gone unchallenged throughout all these centuries. Oh. Then you get to the 7th century, um, to the philosopher John Locke. <clears throat> Tabula rasa is central to Lockean empiricism. I looked up empiricism. And that's a theory that states that knowledge comes uh, comes only or primarily from sensory experience. It emphasizes the role of empirical evidence in the formation of ideas. And empirical evidence is defined as any information you received by way of your senses. Empirical comes from the Greek word for experience. So it all connects. Um, Wait, but how does John Locke? <clears throat> so John Locke is mostly known for... He's a famous empiricist, and empiricism is one view of epistemology, and epistemology is one of the four main divisions of philosophy. So you've got, like, metaphysics, ethics, epistemology, oh. the fourth one, <laughs> Lutheism. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he was focused on epistemology. His view was empiricism versus innateism. I think there's also rationalism. I can't remember the other ones. But that's what he's mostly known for. Then in the 19th century, even Freud was talking about this. In the present day, though, it's been challenged by science. For example, the social pre-wiring hypothesis, which is the way that new um, <clears throat> states that the way that newborns act shows that humans most likely inherit some social behavior and identity through genetics. That hypothesis has been proven correct. They found that other directed actions are predominant over self-directed actions. So in other words, there is social behavior in the womb before it can be learned empirically. So that hypothesis is like disproving empiricism and the tabula rasa. So science has been like, we don't agree with that. Okay. Um, the term tabula rasa is also used in artificial intelligence, but then they said that even AI can't possess a truly blank slate because a human programmer can't program it free of their own bias. Okay. So this is what computer scientists like to talk about. So yeah, I don't really know how it applies to the show Lost besides in this episode, they said, let's have a fresh start. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't have to do with AI. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to listen back to that a couple more times before it really sinks in. Yeah, I spent a lot of time reading it. <laughs> <laughs> a 
Well, I spent a lot of time reading about Shark Tale, so. <laughs> Comparable days. <laughs> there was a moment where I I was sitting in my bed today and there were people cheering outside and honking and just rejoicing. And I was inside just reading about Shark Tale. <laughs> We're all having a big day in this country. <laughs> Where were you when? <laughs> uh, who do you want to vote off the island? On three? On three. One, two, three. Shannon. Oh my god. He Twice in a row. He hasn't done anything that's not creepy yet. He saved a dog. I mean, Yeah, but he... then did you see the way he looked at the dog? <laughs> The show has presented him as a sinister entity, and they haven't fixed it yet. Yeah. Okay. And All right. Tell me why Shannon? Um, it's just because she was mean. She said that thing about the marshal, and that really rubbed me the wrong way. And she has ugly glasses. Also, yeah. Also, her glasses are just busted. MVP on three. One, two, three. Sweet. John Luck. Just for the dog, Saeed organized all the troops. To, okay, like, why is Saeed not the leader? Yeah. That was my other question. Why is John... Is it John? because he was... <laughs> Why is Luke the leader? <laughs> Luke Saeed. <laughs> Luke John. Luke Doctor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Saeed is owning everything. They... Yeah, they're Saeed all... Saeed has a plan. They're all following his plan. Dr. Jack was the man with the plan initially, but then Dr. Jack decided to fuck with the marshal's slow death. So he mm-hmm. was really busy. He didn't get to go into the jungle. Yeah. Um, Still got to know the secret, though. Um, I guess all that's left is predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, I predict that... Son and son's wife, husband, Luke. <laughs> I predict that they know more than they're letting on. I I predict that they're staying behind their language barrier to mm. protect themselves and isolate themselves. I did really feel for them when Saeed was talking to the crowd and they were just standing there because presumably they don't speak English. Right. And he was really just giving them a lot of information that would be very hard to convey. Yeah. Non-verbally. Um, I want to know what happens to Charlie when he runs out of drugs. Mm-hmm. He's interacted very purposefully with... Two young blonde women. Mm-hmm. So I really want to see where he's going from yeah. here in terms of love interests. What do you think is the next word that he's going to write on his hand? So he's got late. He um, If the rule is that he can only change one letter. God, I hope it makes it to Luke. Oh, I hope oh, that he changes oh, one so letter close. and he gets to Luke. <laughs> That's my prediction. <laughs> Um, what were you, oh, wait, okay, when you said the thing about Charlie running out of drugs, Sawyer is almost out of cigarettes. Uh-oh. <laughs> he also threw a cigarette, which I was like, my dude. Buddy, where are you going to buy more? Um, I predict that we're going to feel differently about Sawyer than we do now. Because right now he's just got glib nicknames for everyone. Mm-hmm. He's, he's said 
bigoted stuff in like two episodes he in a reads row. Playboys. <laughs> yeah, that's freaking gross. Um, <laughs> and I don't think I have any other predictions. Yeah, those are pretty good. Anything else that you want to get off your chest? I don't think so. I mean, this was the, that was like seven pages of <laughs> Word. Yeah, it was Microsoft a, it was Word a big one that I typed up. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't. I don't really have anything else to say. Email us if you've got problems at home. Check out our Instagram. You've Luke me pod. <laughs> Okay, bye!